1: Last night and still again today is okay. Dan Campbell has taken on this aggressive style of coaching, right? And he's mentioned it before. He doesn't want to be that conservative coach, he doesn't want to leave opportunities out there. He's talked about his time as the interim head coach of Miami and thought that if he ever had that chance again, he was never going to be a conservative guy. So we have these fourth down decisions, and he more times than not decides that he's going to be aggressive got this aggressive style of coach and, and I could on the sidelines, if I was there coaching with them, I would debate that. I would argue with him, but then when the decision's made, okay, it's made, we're going with it. We don't get it. Fine. So be it. As a fan right now, I'm looking at going, I can accept that as long as you're consistent with your aggressive nature Yeah. with two minutes left to go in the game with 144 left to go in the game. You just talked about the fact that, Hey, the the crowd was going bonkers. They had sacked Geno Smith on the three yard line. You force them to punt from the back of the end zone.
0: You get the ball. You get a return. What was the crowd like after the return? I mean, they had all the momentum on their side. Um, and Dixon 44. blasted that punt. And he just hit it a little too far. He outkicked his coverage. Yeah, yeah and believe you and I did that in our in our marriage. Yeah, well, hundred <laughs> percent. I think, but you know, Khalif brings it up to the fifty, and you're looking, saying, okay, wow, you know, a minute. 50, I think, was left on the clock. You already got the ball at the halfway point. I mean, you only need about 20 yards to get in the field goal range. Uh, Who's thinking of that, though, man? Like, you got a chance to go win this thing. And I was like you, where Dan Campbell had been so aggressive the entire game. And then to seemingly – and he admitted this. He said it after the game in his press conference that his number one goal was don't give the ball back to Seattle. And me and you were sitting there thinking, well – Shouldn't be the number one goal be trying to win this game yeah. right now? I don't care if you score in that first play and there's a minute and a half. If you still got a four-point lead, that's football, man. Go out there and get a stop, right? It just it kind of went against the identity of being aggressive. Yeah. And I get it when you get the ball back at the 50 and you're saying, okay, we don't want to give the ball back. Obviously, you don't want to give the ball back because you're down three points. I mean, it's not a tie game. Right? The other team's not going to go march down and try to get a field goal and be aggressive themselves. Uh, But after the first two plays, you pick up 12 yards on the first play. You pick up 11 yards on the second play. You've got a minute, five left, first and 10 at the 27-yard line. And then they just kind of let the clock run out. Don't run another play until 35 seconds left. And then they kind of just go, you know, run, incomplete, check down. It's third and six. I'm not asking you to try to force the ball into the end zone, but at that point, wouldn't you at least try to throw it to the sticks and keep the drive going and say, "Hey, if we pick this first down up, we're burning time out. Now we're going for the end zone." I just thought that uh, in the in the uh, no matter the ups and downs of that game, you still had a chance late in that game to go get uh, a touchdown, go try to at least score a touchdown, and uh, to just kind of play for the field, goal and play for the tie, leaving it up to you know a coin flip in overtime was just uh, it went completely against you know the the yeah. identity of Dan Campbell.
1: So just so everybody, I know everybody that's that's watching or listening probably watched the game. 144 left to go in the game. You get the ball back at the 50-yard line. You have three or you have all three timeouts. And the very first play cuz the clock is stopped is snapped at 144. It's a 12-yard completion. And they don't run another play until 105. And I'm not saying you got to use a timeout at that time, but you don't use the entirety of the play clock you, even if you want to huddle up, you call a play, you get up to the line of scrimmage, and you save yourself 10 or 15 seconds. You snap it, and you go. It's 11 yards. And now at that time, you can call a timeout because you're going to be sit, you're sitting at the 23-yard line, thinking to yourself, or 27-yard line, thinking to yourself, okay, we're, we've got a field goal now. Now we've got to figure out how do we either convert a first down. We've used a timeout. We've got two left should probably have about a minute 15 left on the clock. Let's just say you burn a lot of time. You got a minute five left on the clock at that time. And you are operating under the assumption that we want to get a touchdown. That's the thing that absolutely blows my mind is they, instead of going for the touchdown, they go for the tie, which they get. They don't want to give the ball back to the defense or back to Seattle. If they were to score a touchdown. And there's 30 seconds left on the clock. Seattle had two timeouts left. I would much prefer that they go the length of the field with two timeouts with 30 seconds, knowing that they got to score a touchdown, not just kick a field goal, instead of, hey, leaving up to a coin toss. You lose the coin yeah. toss. Now they've got 10 minutes to do whatever the hell they
0: want in overtime. <laughs> yeah, and in we a, never see the ball. In a tie game and basically gave them a second uh, second life, so to say. Yeah, right. That, it just. That, that it just it, that was the point point. that was the point where it was like okay where's the killer instinct at let's go right and just we didn't I mean it was just a it, like I said the pick six the fumble coming out of halftime yeah. there was a lot of things that went against you the defense seemingly seemingly in the second half couldn't stop anything um, even with that being said you had a chance to go finish you had a chance to yeah. throw a knockout blow and uh you didn't do it. But you know what, John? I mean, that's football. You know, this is a long season. I guarantee you this isn't going to be the only disappointing loss the Lions no, have this year. No. We know there's more coming. Um, but with that being said, uh, the concern level uh, seemingly wasn't, I mean, there wasn't much concern level coming out of Kansas City. We were all riding high for a yeah. week and a half. Uh, the concern level starting to go up just a little bit more because some of the issues that we thought were going to be issues before the season when we talk about, hey, who's going to be an impact player on the defensive line? right? I mean, Hutchinson has been a guy that stood out against Kansas City. Yesterday was a frustrating game. Really not a lot of pressure from anybody up there. Okay, who's going to be the other wide receivers, you know, that step up that can make big plays down the field? Uh, Josh Reynolds had a couple of those, but um, you kind of look at those two spots and you're like, man, like it's you hope this doesn't continue to be a trend that's going to start hurting this team. Um, Hopefully the injuries aren't much of a concern. I asked Coach about him yesterday. I think we all know Houston's probably going to be out for a while. There was news that broke this morning, uh, might be an ankle that's uh, yeah. going to sideline him for a while. But you know, he didn't mention anybody else as kind of being too severe. I know, obviously, Monday they they go through their checkups and get more clarification. But um, just wish, man, you wish you saw that killer instinct at the end of the first or at, at, at end of the end of the fourth quarter. They just had a chance, and like I said, Seattle Seattle took advantage of it. The Lions did not.